Just a quick heads up before we jump into this week's episode. Each week, I do this thing where I send out weekly support straight to your inbox with additional inspiration, tips, and tools that will help you to heal and overcome. And I promise I will never send you any junk. I will only show up in your inbox with things that will help you to experience lots more peace, joy, and freedom. And also, if you're on my email list, you'll be the first to be notified of any special projects that I'm working on, and you'll get some amazing deals on things like my online courses. If you're like, yes, please, just head to the link in the show notes to get free weekly support from me. We often convince ourselves that we have such a long way to go or that we're years away from recovery, when in reality, you could recover with just one more healthy step, one more reframed thought, one more kind message, one more healthy action. Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. I just want to start by saying that I'm so glad that you hit play on this episode, and I'm proud of you for being here and for continuing to do the work despite how hard the recovery journey is. I personally know how hard it is, and my hope is that throughout this episode, you feel heard, validated, and are reminded that you absolutely aren't alone. I also hope that this episode gives you some strength, wisdom, and actionable steps that you can take that will help you to keep pushing forward in healthy ways, all while making your journey a little less hard. You are so strong, capable, and amazing, my friend, and I'm so proud of you. All right. I want to start by highlighting that we often do this thing as humans where we downplay what we're struggling with. And we do this either by comparing ourselves to other struggles or we compare ourselves to the person that we were before we began struggling. The person who used to be able to easily do things that are now really hard to do. For example, I often did this thing when I was working to recover where I think about the Shannon who had no problem riding in cars, waiting in lines, going through drive throughs being far from home, being in new places, and the list goes on. And when I thought about this old version of myself, I'd immediately jump to, I can't believe I'm struggling with this stuff. I used to have no problem doing this stuff before. And then I jumped to, People do this stuff without ever thinking twice about it. What's wrong with me? Sound familiar? Yeah, I'd completely minimize the struggle that I was facing and I'd make myself feel so bad. Like, how dare you for being human, Shannon, and for struggling? I'd inevitably convince myself that I sucked, that I was broken, and that I was beyond fixing. And I want to address all of this because I'm sure that you've likely had similar thoughts and battles within yourself. I just want to start by saying it's okay if you've done some comparing. We all do. But I want you to acknowledge and recognize something really important. Some of the stuff you're struggling with might seem silly to you or to others, and that's okay. Even the silly stuff is valid. Let me say that again. The silly fears, thoughts, struggles, and experiences, they are all valid. 
And the stuff you used to be able to do with ease and lots of peace only proves that you are capable of doing this stuff with ease and lots of peace. Sure, it's frustrating as heck for this stuff to feel and be so hard right now, but it's okay that it is right now. It won't always be. And here's a truth that can be really hard to hear. Life isn't going to go back to how it used to be before you began struggling because it's not meant to. You are meant for more. You are meant to be more than you were yesterday and the day before and years before. The reality is that your struggles have changed you and they have changed you in ways that will serve you in many positive ways for years to come. So don't shoot to be the old version of you because if that's what you're aiming for, you're only holding yourself back from healing, growing, overcoming, and being amazing. Instead, shoot for allowing new versions of you to unfold and exist so that you can step into these new versions and see all of the possibilities that life holds for you. And overall, please do yourself a huge favor and acknowledge that what you're struggling with is hard. This is undeniable and a truth. And you don't suck, you aren't broken, and you aren't beyond fixing. It's your relationship with anxiety that needs fixing not you. Your struggles don't define you, what you're capable of, or your path in life. For simplicity's sake, what I'm trying to say is allow yourself to be human. We are all struggling with things and we are all working to heal, grow, and overcome. Allow for things to be hard without it holding any other meaning aside from the fact that you're human. And speaking of not allowing things to hold meaning when there is no meaning, Let's jump into the first tip. When you're facing something hard and you're feeling scared, overwhelmed, anxious, or fearful, I want you to acknowledge that feeling these things doesn't equal failure. And these feelings don't mean that you're incapable. These are all emotions that you're allowed to feel without it saying anything about you, your capabilities, or your recovery. One of the most important pieces of recovery is that you allow yourself to feel your emotions in a non-judgmental way so that you can process and let go of them in a healthy way so that they don't continue to show up when they're not needed. We often make things harder on ourselves by not allowing ourselves to feel our emotions in a non-judgmental way, or we don't even allow ourselves to feel our emotions at all. If this isn't your first time with me, you've definitely heard this before. Fighting and suppressing your thoughts and your emotions will only make them stronger and more present. And yes, of course, being aware of and acknowledging your anxious thoughts and feeling your emotions takes practice and is hard work, but it's very worthwhile work. So the next time you feel scared, overwhelmed, anxious, or fearful, I want you to practice allowing these emotions to be present and remind yourself that these emotions being present doesn't mean anything aside from you're human. And also, remind yourself that you can do hard things even while these emotions are present. Okay, tip number two, when things feel hard, think of something throughout your recovery that used to feel really hard but doesn't feel so hard anymore. Yep, you see where I'm going with this one. When I was up against something that felt incredibly hard, I'd almost immediately go to the place where I'd convince myself that all of my hard work was doing absolutely nothing. And this is such a human response to facing hard things, right? Especially when you're facing something in the moment, it can be really easy to convince yourself that you suck and that you aren't doing a good job. 
And it can be so easy to get consumed with the feelings and forget how much progress you've already made. When things feel hard, our brains are really good at fixating on all of the stuff that isn't going well, that it often forgets about all of the other stuff that is going well. So it's your job to remind your brain that you don't suck, that you are doing a good job, and that you've made lots of progress. When you really think about it, I'm sure there are many things that used to feel and be harder than they currently are right now. Remind yourself of these things. Remind yourself of how strong and capable you are. Remind yourself that all of the work you're doing is leading to healing. And what feels so hard right now will feel less hard soon enough with continued practice. All right, tip number three, and I'm sure you've heard this many times before, and that's because it's so important. Be compassionate with yourself. Recovery truly doesn't happen without lots of self-compassion, and I mean lots. I know that this is likely going to make you roll your eyes, and that's okay, but a helpful question to ask yourself when you're up against something hard is, what would I say to a loved one who is facing what I'm facing? Chances are, you probably wouldn't talk to them the way that you might be talking to yourself, right? You wouldn't beat them up or make them feel bad for struggling. Instead, you'd listen to them. You'd validate how they feel, and you'd respond in a thoughtful and compassionate way. Really hear me on this one. You deserve to get the response that you would give a loved one. You deserve to be gentle and understanding with yourself. You deserve so much kindness, compassion, support, and love. So when you find yourself going down the path of beating yourself up, be aware of when you're doing it. Because if you aren't aware that it's even happening, you can't work to change the messaging and the stories. So once you are aware, practice responding to yourself in a compassionate way. This might look like saying to yourself, this is hard and I'm having a really human response to these feelings. I'm doing a good job and I'm proud of myself for the work that I'm doing. Remember, allow yourself to be human. Okay, on to tip number four. Allow for your recovery to look and to be messy. Wouldn't it be lovely if the recovery journey went smoothly and wasn't full of ups and downs and bumps and swerves and curves? Of course it would be, but that's just not realistic. The recovery journey is messy. Life is messy. It's okay for your recovery journey to look and to be messy. And when it does, it doesn't say anything about you or who you are as a person. You don't need to apologize for the mess. Allow yourself to heal imperfectly. After all, nobody heals perfectly. And when you feel that shame kick in, because it will, respond to it in a healthy way. And what I mean by this is allow shame to be present. It's an emotion and you are allowed to feel it. So let yourself acknowledge your thoughts and your feelings. Shame gets a lot of its power from trying to be suppressed and silenced. So speak the thoughts and feelings out loud and release it. Tell shame that you won't allow it to hold space in your mind. For example, instead of, I can't believe things just went that way. I'm such a failure. Try responding in a healthier way. This can look like saying to yourself, although it didn't go well, I tried, which is the opposite of failure. I did a good job and I'm proud of myself for being brave and willingly facing that. Remember, self-compassion is so important, especially when things feel hard and are messy. All right, tip number five, take a look at your expectations and make sure that they're realistic and helpful. 
This is a huge one, right? I remember having such unrealistic expectations of myself and of my recovery journey. Let me share some examples with you. When I was facing something hard that often led to anxiety, I'd tell myself, Shannon, you can do this. You can do this without feeling anxious. (laughs) Yeah, what was I thinking, right? I look back and I cringe at the fact that this is something that I actually used to say to myself. My expectation of not feeling anxious was so unrealistic and so unhelpful. Remember, it's okay to feel anxious. It's kind of a huge point in recovery. It's important not to set goals that include, I'm going to do this without feeling anxious. Another unhelpful expectation that I had was that I was going to heal in a particular time frame. I would literally map out how long it would take me to overcome particular fears. And then of course, when I didn't meet that goal, I'd immediately want to throw in the towel and call it quits. All while beating myself up and convincing myself that I clearly wasn't capable of recovering. You know what's more helpful? Focusing on taking the healthy actions consistently without telling yourself that you have to or will heal by a particular time frame. As long as you focus on taking the healthy action, you'll get there. Something that can be really helpful is to just check in with yourself and ask yourself, do I need to adjust my expectations? Are my expectations helpful? Are my expectations realistic? Oftentimes we make things harder than they are by having unrealistic or unhelpful expectations of ourselves or of our recovery journey. Tip number six, do more looking inward when things feel hard. This one is so hard, trust me, I know, but it's so important along the recovery journey that you take healthy actions that will allow you to start to rely on and trust in yourself rather than others. I want to share a really important truth with you that often gets overlooked. Nobody has ever worked through the anxious moments and panic attacks for you. You've always done this. Sure, maybe your safe person has been with you during a hard moment, but they didn't and they can't work through the hard moments for you. So many people that I work with share with me that their biggest fear is that they will experience a panic attack and they won't be able to, quote, handle it. When in reality, they've always handled it. Sure, it may not have felt like you've handled it, but you've handled it. Not your mom, not your dad, not your sister or your brother or significant other or friend or anyone else. So when you find yourself looking outward for a solution, Instead, pause and go inward. Give yourself the opportunity to realize just how capable you are. Because the reality is, you have everything you need inside of you. You just have to practice trusting and believing in your own wisdom and power. Okay, tip number seven. Really evaluate that what you might need is rest. When you're working to recover, you're often doing, doing, doing. And you think that by constantly doing, you'll somehow recover faster. But the reality is, your mind and body are working really hard and you need rest. And trust me, I know how hard it can be to just rest. I can remember choosing to just lay in bed and read a book or watch TV, and my brain would immediately respond with, well, this isn't how you're going to recover. You should be doing something. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Well, here's the truth. Resting is a healthy action. You need rest. Constantly pushing yourself isn't going to make you heal more quickly. So check in with yourself and ask yourself, do I need some rest? 
and really listen to the response. When you need rest, take it. And when the thoughts creep in convincing you that you're lazy and that you should be doing something, let them in and let them pass. Because by resting, you are doing a healthy something that will support your recovery immensely. Tip number eight and the last one, acknowledge that you are not as far away from reaching your goals as you think you are. I'm serious. We often convince ourselves that we have such a long way to go or that we're years away from recovery. When in reality, you could recover with just one more healthy step, one more reframed thought, one more kind message, one more healthy action. I have to tell you a story. So Adam and I did a hike recently, and of course we picked a really hard one. And before we got to the trailhead, Adam looked at me and said, are you sure you want to do this one? It's going to feel like you're on a stair stepper for four and a half hours. And boy, was he right. (laughs) The hike was so hard. But a few times along the way, I found myself saying to myself, just one more step. And you know what? That one last step came and I made it to the top. It was truly all of the small steps along the way that led me to the top. But I also want you to keep this in mind. Yep, (laughs) there's always a but. It's not about making it to the top. It's not about being healed. It's not about being recovered. It's not about making it to the destination. All of these things are icing on the cake. The real magic is in appreciating the journey and being present for it. Because a whole lot of life and amazing stuff happens while you're working to heal. All right, my friend. I really hope that these eight tips that I've shared with you have been helpful. The recovery journey is hard, so remember to allow yourself to be human. I am so proud of you. Until next time, keep taking healthy action. And before I end this episode, I want to mention that I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode or any others with somebody who you feel could benefit from what I share here. You sharing these episodes is what helps me to reach and support others who need it. And if you have an extra minute in your day today, I'd also really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single review and this too is what helps me to help more people to heal and overcome. All right, until next time, friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.